This is Cats Today. Yes, it is Cats Today for a Thursday, September the 23rd, 2021. It's your digital host, Louis B. Thanks for checking us out here on the uh, Cats Audio Network. Hopefully you were listening to us last night. Uh, maybe you were listening to Tiger Cats post-game today. But uh, a, a big win for the Cats. Last night at TD Play Stadium, picking up a 24-7 victory over the Ottawa Red Blacks. They improved to 4-3 on the season as they hit the halfway mark. They currently sit first in the East. So the Ticats picking up their fourth win in their last five games. Big victory. You know, played relatively mistake-free football. It wasn't pretty, and Dwayne Ford mentioned this earlier this week, that uh, there are no style points in football, uh, but the Ticats got the job done over the Red Blacks, and as mentioned, uh, improved their record to 4-3 and three as they uh, hit the halfway point here. Uh, we'll get more on last night's game when we're joined by the uh, CFL on TSN's Matthew Shinetti coming up here on Ticats today. We're going to hear from David Watford. Uh, we're going to hear from uh, Coach O in just a second as well as he spoke after the game to uh, the assembled media. Uh, but I, I did want to point something out. There's a brand new episode of uh, Task and Twos that's now out wherever you got this podcast. Um, if you're wondering where uh, Luke Tasker was... He answers that. He's got a great reason for why he uh, he missed last night's game. Uh, but shout out to, to my guy, Andy Fantuz. I uh, gave him a couple of dirty looks at the stadium yesterday and uh, mock silent treatment. Uh, but I had a great time hosting with, uh, with Courtney Steven last night. He did such a great job sliding in for his first broadcast. But looking forward to being back with, uh, with Andy on October the 2nd when the Ticats return home to take on the uh, Montreal Alouettes. All right, let's get some uh, post-game reaction. Let's hear from uh, Coach O as he spoke to the media after the game last night. Feel feel really good. I feel I feel proud. Um, I, I'm just so happy for them. You know, as a coach, you're always pushing, so you're not going to be completely satisfied. But uh, it's been a tough it's been a tough stretch. Uh, we knew it was on the calendar. We battled uh, quite a bit of adversity, uh, quite a few injuries. And, uh, you know, I can't really say enough about the organization as a whole. And I, I mean that from everybody that's been involved from, uh, you know, the therapy staff working around the clock equipment. And I'm, I'm talking about the coaching staff putting together plans and, of course, the all important uh, players executing. Well, I just think they, they made a few adjustments and we made a few less plays. You know, their execution possibly was a little bit better. And we tried to push the ball down the field, uh, you know, a little bit. But. I also feel like uh, the position or the field position, uh, we were backed up a little bit more than we were in the first half. Had a a little bit to do with it, but David would definitely be the first to tell you he'd want some of the throws back. Um, But sometimes you got to take the game as it comes. So you also got to credit them for making some plays. And, you know, it's uh, at the end of the day, it's about one more point to make. Right. So I'm just proud to collectively in all three phases, uh, we did enough. Obviously, we'd like to have the, uh, you know, the punt, re- the, you know, our punt coverage against their punt return team. We'd like to have that back. But, um, hey, that's part of the game. Yeah, I mean, I'm extremely uh, happy that we are all done playing our fourth game in 17 days. Uh, the thing about it is, Justin, we knew it was on the schedule. What you don't know is how you're going to be, how healthy you're going to be and where you're going to be injured. That's the challenge of it. So you can prepare for those things, but you're going to have to midstream adjust along the way. So 
Uh, it's definitely grueling. Like these guys were, were banged up and, and sore. And, but I'll tell you what, their mindset uh, was not tired and their hearts weren't sore. And I'm just so proud of them. It comes from within. You know, that's what it is. If you have the right people, you don't worry about things like that. Those are uncontrollable factors. The game's on the schedule. They're going to kick the ball off regardless. And so, um, I just, you know, it, it comes from within. There's no, there's no speech I can give them. Um, there's going to be times out there when they're going to be sore and they're going to be tired and they're going to have to make a choice at that point to push through or concede. And I thought they pushed through. That is the head coach of the Hamilton Tirecats, Orlando Steinauer, as he spoke after the game last night. Uh, still ahead, we're going to be joined by the CFL on TSN's Matthew Shinetti. Uh, but I did want to kind of point out, Coach had mentioned it a couple of times, he was asked about it a couple of times, um, the the four games in 17 days. And if you were listening to the broadcast last night, you heard me talk about it, you heard Courtney talk about it. it it's really been a big topic of conversation. But I think it's impressive what they've gone through in that stretch. You know, they're two points away from possibly going 4-0 and during those games. A tough loss in Toronto. And you could look at it and say, okay, well, it was Ottawa. Okay, well, it was Calgary. They're in last place in the West. Um, but they did it without their number one quarterback. Their number 1A, 1B quarterback, excuse me. They've done it without their top three receivers. They've done it without a the you know most outstanding lineman, a 14-year vet, and a sure first ballot Hall of Famer in Chris Van Zyle. Um, you know, their first overall pick hasn't played a snap this season. Don Jackson hasn't played. I'm not making excuses for the Ticats. They don't even need to do that. But I think if everybody kind of took a step back and realized, you know, oh, well, all teams are going through injuries. I get that too. Um, but if you take a step back, look at what the Ticats have gone through. You know, David Watford wasn't on this team a month ago. He's led them to two straight wins. He's hasn't turned the ball over in those uh, you know, two wins. So, I again, I I might sound like the bias homer over here, but uh, I think you know, got to put into perspective what the Ticats have done the last few weeks. And then something Task and uh, Twos pointed out. Andy Fantuz brought this up. Go check it out. Ticats Audio Network. Um, the Ticats play five of their next seven games at home. Their path to the Grey Cup could have seven of their next nine games or seven of the final nine games of the season played at Tim Hortons Field. They only actually have to get on a plane one more time this season. That's week 12. They have to uh, fly to Edmonton. Other than that, all the games are at home except for one in Toronto. So uh, I think, you know, you, you, you think back those first two weeks, everybody's writing off the Ticats, but they seem like they're in pretty good shape heading into the second half of the season. All right, uh, let's hear from David Watford. As mentioned, he had himself a, a efficient game, 15 to 25, 115 yards, but he did lead the team in rushings for the second straight game. And again, he played mistake-free football. Here's what he had to say after the game last night. First of all, to answer the first part of your question, God is the greatest. God makes no mistakes. And uh, I'm just thankful to be here. I'm thankful that you know, the team was able to, you know, bring me back and they believed in me and my abilities and, you know, uh, just being put in this position. I'm, I'm thankful for the team that we do have. We have incredible players, incredible guys, incredible coaches, uh, incredible staff. And, you know, we're able to go out there, execute and, and get it done. Uh, just my play, I, it was it was tough in the elements. I can't lie, but we we're able to go get it done. And, 
you know, the, the, the guys play, you know, amazing for me offensively. You know, I miss some stuff. And I'm, I know I'm going to watch the film and be so, so mad at myself, but we got to win. So it'll make the film a lot easier to watch than if it was lost. So. And I was telling Roly when he uh, when he got that pick, I'm running down the sideline with him. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to meet him in the end zone. He, uh, he got that interception. It's, it's amazing to see the defense ball out like that and, you know, do their jobs, you know, in practice going against them and stuff, seeing them, you know, uh, it's, it's – it's tough. I understand why they're able to get interceptions and create turnovers the way they do because we have a, a amazing defense that play lights out. So, you know, it's, it's always good. It's always good seeing them. And, uh, you know, it just boosts the morale of the team when they get turnovers and, you know, seeing Roly score, seeing Frankie score on uh, punt returns and kickoff return touchdowns. It just everybody's just hyped. It boosts the morale of the team. It gets everybody flowing. So it, it's always awesome seeing that. I think it's uh we have a lot of a lot of willpower, great fighting spirit. You know, this team is, you know, we're a real family and we play together. Uh Coach O always preaches that and you know, every situation is perfect. That's what you know he always preaches to us. No matter the situation, the elements, whatever, it's always perfect. And we know that, you know, as long as we play together and we, we do our jobs, we'll get you know, get it done. So you know, we just, you know, just just try to make sure we do that every time. We just try to be us, play our game and and let the chips fall where they may. So it's been it's been a lot of adversity, but we've been able to, you know, face it head on and not shy away from it. And, you know, it's worked out in our favor. That is David Watford as he spoke after the game. And, you know, a coach had mentioned it, that he might be the first to admit he wanted a couple of throws back, but you can't blame him. He played a, an efficient game. He kept the Ticats uh, moving the ball. He got them within field goal range when he needed to. And he connected with Dunbar on a, a big touchdown for his first career CFL touchdown pass. So uh, he moves to 2-0 as a starter. You know, Ticats have 10 days before their next game. Will that be enough time for Jeremiah Masoli to get back to 100%? It'll definitely help in the recovery of uh, Dane Evans, who remains on the six-game injured list. But as mentioned earlier, Ticats are going to start to get back to full health. Devere Posey, Braylon Addison, guys we could see back in the lineup uh, at some point sooner rather than later. Don Jackson has mentioned. So, uh, you know, lots to be excited about with this uh, Ticats team. Uh, for more on last night's game, let's uh, bring in the CFL on TSN's Matthew Shinetti. And uh, Matthew, um, it was a wet one last night. I don't have to tell you that. Uh, have you actually dried off? Have you, have you felt the sensation of being dry uh, since last night's game? Uh, just a little while ago, I finally still wearing, I am wearing the pants that I wore last night. I left them dry last night before I came back to Toronto. So they are, uh, everything is fine. And in those situations, you just got to enjoy it. You have to have fun with it. It definitely looked like you were having fun with it uh, on on our feed uh, from the stadium there. Um, the the game itself, it, you know, Dwayne Ford mentioned it earlier in the week. There, there's no such thing as style points in the CFL, but uh, you got to give the Ticats credit. They executed their game plan almost to perfection for the second week in a row. Yeah, I think you can see the the, the raising standard, rising standard. Excuse me, in the uh, within the team when David Wofford comes out after the game and says, "Listen, you know what I." I, I don't know if we if I played my best, I'll look back on the film and probably evaluate and be critical of myself. I think that shows that after a 0-2 start, this Ticats team is back to the one that we we expected, which is a team with a high standard, high execution rate. And 
I think if you're looking at everything that's happened, knowing that this team has been without many of its major offensive weapons, two of its starting quarterbacks, and they sit atop the East. Um, if I would have told any Ticat fan that uh, before the season, that halfway through the season, they'd be where we thought they would be. Um, I think anyone would have bitten the hand off of uh, the person offering that. So, uh, especially defensively, uh, although I imagine people also point to the fact that Ottawa, with the greatest amount of respect to venerable coaches like Paul Apolice and uh, Bob Dice and, uh, and, and Mike Benavides, um, is not very good. Uh, so it's, uh, it is a, it's not an indictment on, on Hamilton to say that, uh, uh, what happened last night in, in beating a, a team that's last, but I think it shows that the standard is what the standard was always going to be. Uh, this is a team that expects to be first. It's going to work hard to be first. Doesn't matter if it's raining, doesn't matter who they, who they're missing, who they're with, who they're without. This is a team that's going to want to be the best in the league or best in the East at least. And right now they're proving it. I was getting ready for last night's game, happened to turn on Sports Center, and uh, Corey Warren was on there, and then, then I see Matthew Shinetti holding an umbrella. And uh, is there a quarterback controversy? Was, is there a quarterback controversy I don't know about in Hamilton right now, Matthew? I think I, I, think I was getting ready to put together uh, uh, or, or get ahead of a question that uh, I think some might have asked, and I don't think it's – it's relevant at all, and I think the, the, the point being is I made it is the Ticats' offense is going to look very different in 10 days' time. That David Wofford has been a great steward. Uh, he's done everything I think that's been asked of him. And anyone who thought – and I think this is a credit to really to Tommy Condell. There is such buy-in with this offense, especially from the quarterback position, that – and Tommy is just a – you know, he's going to obviously show you the, the level of, uh, you know – how, how, how much he's mastered this particular offensive scheme that he can tailor it to, uh, to particular quarterbacks. And, and those quarterbacks are not going to make mistakes. I mean, David Watford, sure, maybe he missed throws, but didn't make a mistake. He didn't make a, a pick six giveaway, like a back-breaking interception that Dominic Davis did. Um, you know, he, 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 and I think that just shows you the buy-in that he has in this offense, that he's saying, no, I'm not going to do that. I know what my role is. I know exactly what's expected of me, and I'm going to go ahead and, and hit it. And uh, no, there's no quarterback controversy in Hamilton. Jeremiah Masoli is healthy. I fully expect that he'll be starting in 10 days' time against the Montreal Alouettes. Brandon Banks is healthy. I fully expect him to play. And Devere Posey and Braylon Addison are, uh, are, are healthy. That Ticats offense is going to look real different in a week and a half. It's it's a great point. I didn't didn't mean to throw uh, throw that question at you. No, I know, no, I know, no, no. I, I know you don't. I, I know that. you don't write the headlines either, though, too. So I know that uh, sometimes questions get pinned on you. And I, I did enjoy the, the the tee up to Friday night's game. Uh, and I think the headline was uh, "What's the Ty Cats' level of confidence in, uh, in in David Watford?" And 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 I I didn't even hear "Come on, man!" even once in the piece. So. Uh, <laughs> Matthew, appreciate no, it. Our, 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 our Orlando Steinauer wasn't there to, uh, to, 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 to – if anyone had a, a soundboard, if, if it could have just been him saying that response, it would have been, it would have been a lot funnier. But, yeah, no, it's uh, – you know, Louis, it's, as, as you know, um, sometimes as a, as a reporter, you certainly have to ride the wave of whatever, whatever the talking points are. But every so often you've got to remind people that uh, talking points are – are all fun and games, but uh, 
you know, fairness and facts, especially when, uh, when you're talking about football. You can't be denied. Well said. Matthew, thanks for checking in with us today. Appreciate it. Talk to you later, buddy. My thanks to Matthew Shinetti for uh, joining us as he was uh, walking back from Argos practice because, of course, the Argos getting set for their game. Big East Division matchup tomorrow as a strange week eight. A week eight that began on Wednesday and ends on Friday with just three games. Uh, concludes tomorrow with a doubleheader on the CFL on TSN. First, it's the Argos hosting the Alouettes, uh, and then it's the Saskatchewan Rough Riders at BC Place to take on the Lions. Because there's no Ticats. Coming up on tomorrow's show, we'll be joined by CFL.ca Deputy Editor Christina Costabil. And we'll get her thoughts on the Ticats win on Wednesday or yesterday and, and her thoughts on uh, the doubleheader tomorrow night. So join us tomorrow as we wrap up the week. Thanks for checking us out today. Make sure to check out a brand new episode of Taskin 2's Episode 7. Check it out wherever you got this podcast and make sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. So all the great content we have for you here on the Ticats Audio Network. Hopefully you have a great rest of your Thursday. We'll talk to you again tomorrow for the Ticats Audio Network. I'm Louis B. Hoping you have a great day.